the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 i am Mumutsi, as always alongside me is the one and only mr bj armstrong real name no gimmicks bj how no you gimmicks. been how you been how you been mo a hundred percent of the time no gimmicks <laughs> <laughs> bj i'm in a good mood today I've had oh, a great day. Be. I've had a great day today. Okay. Anything, anything, anything you care to answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to the fans who guessed the correct answer at the end of yesterday's episode where I said there's going to be an exclusive interview. I didn't want to say too much because you know how these things go. Something might happen at the last minute and it ends up not happening. But I'm proud to say that very soon you guys will be able to listen to my interview with I can just list the accolades all day long but um as a wise man once said BJ as a wise man once said this is how I wanted to do this let me give you the context it was like a live event with a crowd and I wanted to introduce oh, wow. our guest by using the words of Jadakiss the oh. young boss of the cross for four quarters and from mm. three point land he's all water matter of mm. fact call him the king the way he breaks down the defense it's like he's got the ball on a string mm. I, didn't, I didn't give it to them i didn't give it to them instead, mm. of, instead i gave them a different intro i didn't know if they're ready for all of that sauce but uh the one and only Alan iverson was joining me today in okay okay an exclusive interview and it was it was an amazing experience one of my childhood icons. I mean, everyone wanted to be AI. BJ, did you ever consider getting the braids when AI had them? No. Because half the league did. Half the league started rocking the braids with the headband after AI. No, no I, I never. BJ's too professional to be dressing in the baggy clothes. Well, you know, I, I just grew up in a different era. You know, I respect that. You, you know, as a kid, as a kid, believe it or not, in the summertime, yeah. As a kid, right? Mm. You know, that, that's that was before. That was like in the 70s when I was a young kid, somewhere around there. And then, you know, as you got as you got a little older, you know, you you know, you, you grew out of the the baggy pants, baby. Nah, you man, I'm still on that. Now we call it drip, BJ. Now it's called yeah, drip. Exactly. Now that's it's called what I'm saying. Fashion. You know, you things come on, back in style, you know. See me on the runway you know next funny? year. You know, I, I remember as a young kid, you wore the braids and then it went out of fashion and then it came back with AI. And then that generation was like, oh, this is new. It was new to them. It was like, oh, yeah. well, we'd already we'd already been there, done that. So it's it's cool. I mean, I respect that. Now we had a it. we had a great interview, so I'm not going to tell you guys too much, but I want to get your perspective okay. on a question that left Mr. Iverson with a lot to think about. He really postulated and thought about this question a lot, but I want to get your okay. perspective. If we put a prime Allen Iverson into the NBA today, how many points is he going to average in a season? Because first of all, you know he's going hard for all 82 games. But how many points a game do you think prime Allen Iverson would, would make today? Because when you look at the league, when you look at the Jamarants, the prime Russell Westbrook, the prime D-Rose, AI really laid the foundation for those guys to go out and get it. So how many points do you think he'd average in today's game? Well, it's fascinating to watch um, 
Allen Iverson because he was a he was a very unique player in this sense. He was truly a smaller player, but he played out of position, right? He played the the, the rare chance I get to interview an NBA player who I'm taller than. It was fantastic. Yeah, it, <laughs> Even took a picture yeah. standing up. Usually, yeah, I make them sit down yeah. so I don't look too small on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, exactly. He's 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 an interesting player because I listen. We 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 had seen many players like that before him, right? There was Nate Archibald, there was Isaiah Thomas, there were a lot of young players who've come in the league, Calvin Murphy, for instance, there were a lot of players who could score, right? A lot of players, Pistol Pete Maravich, for instance, you know, even though he was taller. And, and what I mean by that is they could score. However, once they get to the NBA, they had to make a transition. You had to actually run a team. That's what makes Steph Curry so interesting is mm-hmm. because Steph Curry, Allen Iverson, and these guys remain scores. And the it, there was a fit that helped them become that player. So, for instance, Allen Iverson, you say, well, how many points would he average today? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if Eric Snow would be able to play today in today's game as a guard who really couldn't score or shoot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could put Allen Iverson on the floor with not one guy, but two guys on the floor, a Dikembe Mutombo, for instance. Yep. Or Theo Ratliff, for instance. I'm not saying they couldn't play in this game because they would have to be different players than they were or than they would have to be if they played today. So maybe you can get away with one guy who can't score. I mean, I mean, but- OKC had those lineups with like Cephalosha and Steven Adams or Andre Robertson and Steven Adams, where it was two non-shooting threats. Okay, that that was yeah, that that was that was over 10 years ago. Okay. Damn, I'm feeling old. Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 but again, there was a reason that those teams had to change up the way they play. So you're saying in today's game, right? Or is that how you phrase yeah, it? Yeah, in today's, today's game, game, how many points? Would I, AI I, average? I, I always thought Allen, I would have loved to have seen Allen play his natural position, in my opinion, because he was so magnificent as a scoring small guard. And he did it against much bigger players. He was truly an undersized player. He had mastered the art of playing much bigger than what he was. I mean, you know, Mo, you can see he's, I don't know if he's, is he really over six feet? I don't know, but he plays much bigger. Yeah. He, he plays much bigger. Now he was doing this against six, five, six, six, <laughs> excuse me, six, 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 seven players. I can only imagine what he would have done if he was able to play against guys my size. Mm. Okay. And he was able to do that because clearly he had the handle to do it. Clearly he had the ability to get by anyone. He had, he had all the speed and quickness you could ever want as a lead guard in this league. He could defend. He was, even though he was slight of build, he was very strong. I think if he played in today's game, Okay. Um, do I see him playing like an Allen, uh, like a not Allen Iverson, like a Steph Curry, like a John Moran? No, I don't think he would play like John Moran. I I think he could, but I don't know if that's how he would want to play. You know, and look, when I saw Allen play as a younger kid before he got to before he got to, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers, 
you know, John Morant is truly a lead guard. You know, he's he 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 distributes, he manages the game, he gets the ball to shooters, and then he scores and he does all those other things. Derrick Rose did the same thing. You know, that th- those are those are different guards. Allen Iverson is is a scorer, he remained a scorer, and he was a scorer to the end of his career. Mm-hmm. However, I would have loved to have seen Allen Iverson be a lead guard and utilize his scoring ability when needed, run the team when needed, you know, and 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 really manage the game because he was a he was he was just a dynamic athlete. So, you know what? He had a phenomenal career. He scored what 30 something. I don't know what his career average is, but he was right around 30 20, points a game or something. 26.7, but you've got to factor in those kind of final years where he played like yeah, Memphis. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that that's that that that's incredible. And you look at the numbers, you go, "Wow." But I also like to think, "Wow, what if he would have played that other position and then he could have played against guys my size?" Yeah. And manage the game, okay. And maybe he doesn't. He doesn't average twenty seven and twenty eight points a night. Well, his but he top, averages twenty one or twenty two. His top years he, in scoring, he was putting up thirty one point one, thirty one point four, thirty point seven, twenty six point eight, thirty three points in one season was his highest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I listen. The numbers speak for itself. I, 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 but again, Mo, I, I'm from a, I'm from a different era. My era is okay. How do you win? He was phenomenal. No doubt about it. Fun. I remember playing against him. Da 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 da. I can't. You can't argue that. However, I would have loved to seen him play a different brand of basketball because he was so dynamic. He was tough. He showed up. He was physical. You know, it was just he was just unbelievable. It was just unbelievable to watch him play. So, I I I hope. I would have hoped that he would have at least one year given it a shot to, to be a lead guard. And then if you're a lead guard to see him dominate as a lead guard in this league, I think would have just been like, I don't even know how you really would defend him because he was so dynamic as an athlete. Did you ever get crossed by AI? Everyone gets crossed. Everyone's got crossed. Yeah. Every, I mean, but like when you you play, play, but when you were playing against him, was it a bigger factor in your mind? Like, Oh, no, damn, I'm going to no, be on skates no, no, compared to no. other other guards you would go up against. No, I I I I wanted to see it. Like, like okay, when you're playing, when you're playing in a game, you have to take away something, right? And the first thing you have to take away is the direct a a, a drive to the bucket. Line. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I had a job to do. Okay. He won the media. Your job is to make the game exciting by going. This guy get crossed over. I had a job to do. I had to take away the initial drive by. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. If he goes directly by me, we have no chance. If he crosses me over, I should have help. Everybody in the arena, including the media and everyone else, knows that he's going to cross over. Why? That's his move. Yeah. Okay, the, the the good teams, they help. They help the helper. Everyone's on a string. You hear it talk all the time. We got to play defense and we got to help. We got to help, help, help. Okay, the bad teams, he crosses over, he gets it, and you go, oh, he's on skates and he does this. Yes, I got 
I crossed over. Yes, I got dunked on. Yes, I got all everything. That's that's the name of the game. Don't play if you're worried about that. <laughs> what I couldn't do is allow him as best I could or any player to go a strict a strict you know a direct drive by right. Yeah, that's that's what you try not to do. Okay, if you want to lose the game for sure in the first quarter, just allow him to have direct blow bys. If he crosses me over, Mo, I got a chance. Yeah, you got help defenders behind you. I got help. Yeah, de- I-, I got help defenders behind me. I got bigger athletes behind me. I got stronger athletes behind me. And if I do my job and play defense as he goes by me, okay, maybe, maybe Mo he misses. Maybe you get a strip. Maybe that's how it works. So yeah, of course you're gonna get crossed over, don't you? Who who's afraid to get crossed over? You know, who's afraid? Like you're out there playing. Well, well I don't want to get crossed over. Well, you don't want to play then. <laughs> that's the way it go that's like playing against a great player and said oh he didn't he i don't want him to score on me well of course that's gonna happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unavoidable let's go back to the nba this season though yes how about it we'll speak out your eye because right now the lakers are absolutely cruising as we record this it's the middle of the night and we're recording this the lakers are up what 30 points 40 points last time we checked against the pelicans What's going on over there in New Orleans? Because at the start of the year, they were up there at the top of the standings. Obviously, Zion's taking some time out with injuries. They're looking pretty healthy now, with the exception of Zion. Brandon Ingram's back, but they just can't seem to get it together. I'm not sure what's going on in New Orleans. You know, you know, I, you know, sometimes you look at teams and you just don't understand. And this is certainly a case here. I know Zion is out, but I still like their team. Okay, I, I like their team. You know, you know, I, I I like the guys that they have. For instance, Trey Murphy, you know, Brandon Ingram, Valanciunas, Herb Jones, C.J. McCullough. I mean, well, that, that's a that's a that's a good that's a good team. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, a very that, good team. Those are good players. That, that, you know, Larry Nance Jr. You know, Josh Richardson. Those are good players. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know, Mo. I have my own thoughts on why they're not winning. And Mo, one of those thoughts is, I think C.J. McCullough is a really good player. However, Mo, there's one thing I've learned about the NBA is you got to have a guard who plays downhill. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that that's I think we talked about this the lack of yeah, a point yeah, guard. There. Absolutely, and 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 C.J. McCullough is a terrific NBA player. However, you have to have certain things in today's game that translate to. That, that that are impactful in today's game. One, you must be able to play in the open court and play screen role and really push the pace of the game. Why? Because the pace of the game does matter in today's game because it's a truly positionless game. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the players who have the better guards who can dictate the tempo and push the tempo and break down the defense by their penetration and all those things create easier shot opportunities for threes, getting to the basket, getting to the basket, attacking the basket, getting your bigs involved in live, so forth and so on. I don't think that's CJ McCullough's game. No, like CJ McCullough he's is a, a score. He's a shooting guard, but they're playing yeah, with the point. He, he he's a he's what I would consider a two one. He's some type of combo guard, but he's more two than one. Can he mimic the position? Yes. Is it his natural position to dictate? Control the tempo, time and score, get the ball to Valanchunas, da da da. 
No, that's not his game. So when I watch them, because I look at their team and I go, that's a better team. However, they don't have a player who can create offense for other players. Zion is a player where he forces the other team to double. And because he forces them to double, he more or less becomes a point forward because he's the one who's distributing it, yeah. distributing the basketball. So if there's one thing that I see with this team, they don't have a player. Brandon Ingram, look, he can score and get his own, but he doesn't require you to double him. Or he can create offense for others around him like a Zion can. So I think that's their problem because they should be better, in my opinion. But maybe maybe I have them overrated, but I think they should be no, better. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, one interesting game that we haven't talked about was the Warriors versus Suns game from the other night. And in okay. particular, did you see the clip where Steph Curry told CP3 it ain't 2014 no more after hitting him with a tough and one? Did you see that? Yeah, that? That's that's little brother talking to the big brother. Yeah, that's I, little I, brother. I read something very interesting. That the 2014 Clippers, Lob C, led by Chris Paul, was actually the last team to win a Western Conference playoff series against the Warriors when the Warriors have been healthy. Since mm-hmm. then, the Warriors are 18 and 0. Since tw- that's almost 10 years of dominance. That's just kind of 18 and 0 against, against the Western against Conference who? when they're healthy. The Warriors, listen, the Warriors have been the best defensive team for the last, for the past decade. That's just, that's, let's just call it what it is, right? Last nine, 10 years, they've been the best defensive team. You know, you know, I, I we, we could talk about their offense. We can talk about, you know, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, da da da. However, defensively, they've been the most consistent team from that end of the floor. They limit the other team to one shot. And this is a team that, you know, they're well coached. They have discipline, so forth and so on. And Steph Curry, to his credit, Steph Curry has improved like every year. He's added something new to his game. Particularly defensively. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Everybody has some type of gap in their game. Steph Curry has never lacked the following. He gives you the effort and energy. It's not like some players you watch and you go, come on, man, you're not even giving it to me. Steph Curry gives it to you. It's just that it was something that was glaring about him as a great player. He didn't have the ability early in his career to play through contact. Very Hmm. rarely can you be a great player and not have a certain level of physicality that you bring to the game, like playing through the contact. Because the great players get double teamed and triple teamed. So those players have to be strong enough to play through two players if if a if a if a if a double team comes. Yeah. To his credit now, when you watch Steph Curry now, because he's not a he's not a high, what I would call a high free throw guy. He's a superstar that yeah. doesn't get fouled a lot. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what his numbers are. I don't because I don't I'm not a numbers guy like that. But he doesn't live at the free throw line. Like Embiid or a Giannis. Yeah, Giannis or, you know, I would imagine Zion would be a high free throw guy. Jokic, those guys. James, I remember James Harden was a Oh, big yeah, free throw he lived guy. for the line, yeah. yeah. Okay, but those guys all are, are big. They can play through the, the physical contact of the game, right? Steph Curry now, 
at 34, 35. He turns 35 today or yesterday. He's playing more physical now than I can recall he ever did when he was a young player. He added 15 pounds of muscle last offseason. So I don't know how much he added this offseason, but that was before that championship run. That that and to me that's great because what does that say? He understands what I'm saying. You don't gain weight to gain weight. You gain weight because if you're going to be great, if you're going to be the best at who you can be, you got to you got to be in the certain level of physical condition to do that. So the fact that he's playing through contact allows him to do something he couldn't do earlier in his career. He couldn't bust through a screen. He couldn't fight over a lot of screens because he just wasn't strong enough to do it. But he always gave you the effort and the energy. Mm. But it takes a certain look. It's like when you watch Drew Holiday, sometimes he'll just bust through a screen. He like bullies through a screen as a point guard. And you're like, God, how big, how strong is he? Like Mm. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is just reckless. He's down there banging with Julius Randle and these guys. And you're going, (laughs) how strong is this guy? Yeah. You, You see, now we don't remark about it, but think about this. Julia, I mean, Marcus Smart and Steph Curry play the same position where one guy can bang with like centers. He's taking a charge on Joel Embiid. Yeah. And the other guy <laughs> has to, has to, he has to run around Joel Embiid. Same yep. position, same play, same, they're not the same player, but same, you know, same, same player, position. same position. Yeah. So you, you follow what I'm saying? Now, yeah. Steph Curry, I'm not saying he would take a charge on Joel Embiid like Marcus, because Marcus is, uh, you know, you got to be in your head as well to take a charge on Joel Embiid. Like, I don't know even big fellas that do that. But Steph Curry now, I saw him do things. I saw him have a block shot, I think, last week for a game winner. Yeah, I've seen him now take more charges than I've ever seen him take. And now he's playing through contact on the offensive end. I see him run through screens now. and, And I'm like, good for him. Like, good for him that he's still finding ways to improve his game. That, to me, is what basketball is all about. You find ways to improve your game. Now, people don't talk about those things with Steph Curry as much as his three-point shooting. You know, people say, when you say Steph Curry, you think of the greatest three-point shooter of all time. But you're watching him improve his game, which improves and helps the team. And then he continues to do what he always does, is which he shoots at a very high clip. So I think that's great to see. It's great to watch. And more importantly, you can see the details of his game. I mean, he's 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 aware of what he needs to work on for his team to be successful, which is beautiful to watch. Man, what did you have to add to your game as you got older in your career? I'm in my interview bag today. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I tried to, I tried, you know, it's one thing for a smaller player, right? We all know this happens. When you're a smaller player, the one thing that's going to leave you is your speed and quickness. So how do you maintain your edge, right? You have to become stronger. And that's what I love about watching Steph Curry. He's aging gracefully. Mm-hmm. He's aging gracefully, right? You know, when you're when you're tall, you're six, nine, like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can lose a step, but he's so tall, he can make an adjustment where you won't even notice he lost a step. Because mm. size and length doesn't deteriorate with age. A yeah. seven-footer is still a seven-footer as he ages. That's like but the old saying, like, even within a singular game, a seven-footer yeah. is still going to be seven-foot at the end of the foot. fourth quarter. You're going to be but, tired. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you know. But when you're six feet, six one, six two, like Steph Curry, 
these guys, John Morant, they keep coming into the league and they seem like they're getting faster and faster. De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, and these young guys keep coming in. And at some point, you just can't keep up, right? But what you can do is you can control bodies on the floor. You can push guys off their position. You can learn how to bump and defend now and do things that are different, but as you lose a little step here and there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that I tr- tried to maintain as I age was I tried to be as strong as I was at my peak. And I tried to get stronger and I tried to play a little bit more physical. Like a lot of times I would come off a pick and just want to get by a guy. Then I would come off the pick and hit a guy. Mm-hmm. Bump him. Just to let just just so he had to feel my body because when you're younger you're not as strong. So when I would play against a, a younger player, I would always hit him on the screen. Mm-hmm. Okay, older players you would hit and they would know how to hit and absorb or, or hit you before you would hit them. So those are the things that you learn as you age. I always try to wear people down with the physicality of the game. Like a lot of times. You know, you would just like back then we could we could hand check. I would just hand check a guy just so he can feel me the whole way as I as he's bringing the ball up the court, meaning I'm just going to put my weight and push him and just keep that continuous pushing on him. Now, in the open court. They they had the advantage with the speed and quickness, but when the game slowed down. You know, the speed and quickness, but you got to feel you got to feel this. You got to feel this, you know, this strength. You got to feel that bump because a lot of players, Mo, can't play through the physicality of the game, which is like something, you know, I see a lot of young players working on all these moves, right? Step through the, the, the Euro step and the double step back and the in and out. What players really should be working on Mo is learning how to play through contact. Why? <laughs> they don't <laughs> play Mo, through, the, the, in the empty gym of that trainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's really. I mean, Mo, it's really because Mo, Mo, it's a it's a skill set that's required. You can't play in this game if you can't play through the contact. Why? Because you're going to get fouled on every play, mm-hmm. and most players. Most players don't understand how physical this game really is, especially when we get to the playoffs. Mo, they're gonna the the referee is going to put away the whistle at the end of the game in the playoffs. Yep. And if you if you don't have the ability to play through that physical contact or the physicality of the game, you're never gonna get a call. Mm-hmm. You, you're never you, you know what I'm saying? Like Mo, all these guys do all these moves, and then the game always comes down to. Who's the strongest guy that can get the loose ball? Who's the strongest guy who can play through the contact? Who's the guy who can go get a rebound when needed? Who's the guy that can hold you off on blocking out? And if 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 someone were to ask me, I would say, you know, let's learn how to play through contact because the best players, right? The best players to ever play, mm-hmm. they all they all display that skill which is a skill either you have it or you don't either you know how to do it or you don't. And in my opinion, when you watch the game today, everyone's going away from the contact. (laughs) Every, Mm -hmm. everyone is going like when you think of the Celtics last year, they were clearly, clearly with the, I, I, I thought, I always thought Milwaukee plays physical, 
but they were clearly the most physical team in the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one through five. Okay. And when you say the Western Conference, to me, the the Warriors are the most physical team. Right? Draymond and these guys, Draymond and these guys play a physical brand. Draymond and Looney, okay, you don't think of them as, like, superior athletes. Watch them every possession. They have a body on the opposing team every single time. Kevon Looney should never be rebounding like he's rebounded. Well, why is he so effective? Remember Kevon Looney in college? He was like a wing. That's what I'm saying. No, Kevon Looney is a very physical player. Yep. He just he just wears you out because he constantly is putting a body on someone. He constantly He's strong in his lower extremity. I mean, his legs must be incredibly strong because he pushes people under the basket with his legs. Mm. We know Draymond is a physical player. And you can see that these guys are very, very physical players. You know, Al Horford, for instance, a physical player, you know, and, and, and the way that the Celtics play, they're a physical team. And the, the most physical teams, more times than not, Mo are the best teams in the league. Yeah. Because you say the referees, in my opinion, they all say, well, this is the brand of basketball that they play. Like Giannis, like, did you watch the Sacramento game last night? Oh, wow. What a game. What a performance. Really. Giannis really just, Giannis, yeah, like Giannis, minutes? The, physic, the physicality of the game, that the, the brand of basketball that was played last night by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, okay? It just wore the Sacramento Kings down. Giannis, he just wore them down. Giannis and Brooke Lopez just wore them down. They just kept bumping them. They just kept hitting them. And they just, and you, and at some point, Mo, you can't do nothing. Like you, everyone's talking about this guy's got a 50 inch vertical. I don't care about a vertical. I want to, I want a guy who can just keep running through because at some point the referee is going to go, hey, this is how the guy plays. Giannis just, he gets yeah, an we, offensive foul. We had this same conversation about Draymond the other day, didn't we? When we were talking about how he gets away with with he everything just, he gets away with. That's just who he is. And the that's rest who he is. And then, okay. That's how he plays. Mo, Giannis, you can get, you can almost get an offensive foul on Giannis every single time. Yeah. I, I'm convinced that Giannis does the following. He just wants to see who has the courage to take this, <laughs> this offensive it's foul. Like, because... It's like every other possession he remembers, he can just run through everyone. Through you. Everyone. And Mo, <laughs> you can't guard him unless you have the courage to take that hit. And Mo, you got to take that hit in your chest. And you know mm. something, Mo? When that man, that big, that's a big man, Mo. Mm-hmm. And when that big man gets to run in full speed, you second guess yourself. <laughs> because Mo, that's a he's, not, he's not, sh- that's he's a not shying train. away. From the count, Mo, he's initiating the contact. And Mo, I'm telling you, you know, you take one of those hits, you, no you begin to say, No, thank you. No, exactly. <laughs> and then, and then, not again, sir. And, and, and Big Brook, like, did you see what Big Brook did at the end of the game? I Rolo, loved it. He had his back. I loved it. And Giannis was like, Hey, I'll pay the fine. Translation. Everybody on the team knows I can't do what I really wanted to do because of the importance. But the players on the team was like, yo, we got you. You can't. I loved it. Mo, that lets Mm -hmm. me know. Everyone says they're locked in and saying how many points they scored. No, you're locked in when you're saying 
we're the most aggressive team on the floor. Yeah. Mo, now that showed me right there, right then and there, that the Milwaukee Bucks are ready for what's about to happen. They've yeah. added physical, a physical presence and a physicality to the game in Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Middleton, and my man uh Drew Holiday. Mo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna get BJ a, a Jay Crowder jersey because I think that's like the last five episodes he's found. A way I, to I, I I I you you I love guys like that because Mo, those guys win the game. They don't win the stat sheet. They, they win, win the, the game. game. Yeah. They and, and you, you you gotta have them. And by the way, after this, after we tape here, we gotta make sure we watch that game because he's going Ooh, back to Phoenix tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I brought I, that up. I just wish I KD see... was playing, man. I just uh, wish uh, KD uh, was getting a little preview of the finals. Hey, 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 let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I'm pretty sure Milwaukee probably going to be there. Now, I don't know what, what the Phoenix Suns going to do. They're going to be in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to be there That's watching. That's another discussion. That's another discussion. We hope bro. you guys are going to be with us tomorrow <laughs> for the rest of the week. Stay locked in because the Allen Iverson interview is going to drop very soon. So stay locked in, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so that you do not miss that episode. It's a great one. BJ, thank you once again for your wisdom. And you guys at home, appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you rocking with us. Make sure you tell your friends to get involved because the AI interview is coming very soon. So don't miss the Hoop Genius podcast. We'll see you next time. And make sure you get buckets. <laughs>